Are you tired of social media posts that boast the perfect family? Has it ever made you question what you are doing wrong? Have you ever questioned why God would entrust you to raise another human, let alone two or more? Well, my friend, you are in the right place. I'm here to assure you that God does not make mistakes. You are the parent of your children on purpose. That's right, you, in all your imperfection. I want to encourage you that with God's help, you can parent your kids exactly how they need. Sure, you'll make mistakes along the way, but we have God's grace to fill in our gaps, and He's just waiting to lift you up and help you out. So join me today as we partner with God in our parenting journeys for an uplifting message of hope. But don't forget to say hi to God first. He loves you and is waiting for you to hang out with Him each day. Ready? Let's go! Do you run on coffee and Jesus? So do we at coffeewithjesusbox.com. But we serve more than coffee there. We're providing a bi-monthly delivery of fresh roasted coffee, Bible studies, discussions, and podcasts. So come on over and check us out at coffeewithjesusbox.com and give us a try today. You will be so glad you did. Let us spoil you. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Imperfect Parenting with a Perfect God. It is a beautiful day here in New England. The spring flowers are all starting to pop up. I'm really excited about that because last fall I decided to finally get around to planting some flower bulbs and they're coming up. Uh, I don't know if it's 100% all of them, but uh, a lot of them are coming up and I am so excited. I have been waiting a long time for this. I started my yard stuff. (laughs) This is the first time I've really owned a yard with edible things because I decided that I wanted my money and time and labor to go into things that would benefit our bodies and our health. And then I finally decided last summer it was time to do things that were pretty because just because they're pretty and I want them and I want to enjoy them. So this year it's about things that are pretty (laughs) and so far so good. It's working out well. I'm loving it. So today God has been putting this on my heart all week. Actually, it's this world is super duper confusing, right? There's so many different messages coming at us from all over the place. And if we're not rooted in something strong, we can waver so easily. And that's that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to waver. He wants us to question and wonder and be unsure because that's where he can get in there and manipulate and tease and, and really get us to where he wants us. We are vulnerable. But as grown-ups, most of us are pretty strong and can um, stand our ground. But if you're not sure 100% about something, it's this, that leaves. All you need, all the enemy needs is that 1% to get in there and make us question. And then that 1% becomes 2, 4, 
8, 16, see where I'm going? He can really widen it. But let's think about our, our beautiful children. Let's think about them. Now, they're born without any wisdom. Never, they've never been here before on earth. They're given to us. And it's our job to raise them. We are their first teacher. Yeah, we are their first teacher. God gave them to us to teach them, to rear them, to feed them, to love them. Whenever my kids have gotten into trouble, I sit down with them and I say, what are my jobs as your mom? And because I've done this for a while, they can go through and list them. My job is to love them, to teach them, to care for them, to protect them. And whatever happened, whatever reason they're in trouble, it's generally because it caused me to not be able to do one of those things. And so we go over that. Well, listen, I, if I can't, I can't trust you because you lied to me. I still love you. That doesn't affect it. But it's really hard for me to, to protect you if I don't know the truth. So, you know, things like that. So we go through that each time. So they understand that those are my jobs. My jobs are to do those things for them. And I take those jobs very seriously. But for a long time, it was really hard for some of them because I wasn't 100% rooted in the truth. I believed in God. I trusted Jesus with my soul. I gave him my, my heart. But I hadn't built that relationship yet with him to really know his heart. He knows me inside and out. He knows my heart, my mind. He knows everything about me. He knows all the, the numbers of hairs on my head. And you know how much hair we lose in one day. So that number is constantly changing. And he still knows the number of each and every one of us. He knows how much hair is on your head or not. <laughs> he know, knows whether or not your hair is this true color that you were born with. No judgment. No, no. Oh, trust me. I don't have all mine 100% natural right now either. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is, right? You don't have fun with it. It's just hair. No big deal. But he knows us better than we know ourselves. Do you know how many hairs you have on your head? Now, my husband might because he's bald on purpose. <laughs> so the answer there would be zero <laughs> unless he missed a few for quite a while. But other than that, we generally don't know that kind of stuff. But God knows. He does because he's our daddy and he made us. And he watches over us every minute of every day. But for us, he gave us these beautiful kids, right? And what are some things we teach them growing up? That I mean, that, like things that are absolutely, yeah, this is what we teach them. We teach them to tie their shoes. We teach them to use the bathroom. We teach them to be kind. We teach them to clean up after themselves. We teach them to respect others and themselves. We teach them good hygiene, how to brush their teeth, wash their face, wash their hands after they've gone to the bathroom every time. We teach them how to read teach them how to write. Now, 
obviously there's variations and levels and um in all these things some kids do a lot of this on their own and that's great but some kids take longer than others to do some of these things as well so that's the beauty of us right we are created in god's image but we still have our own unique combination of qualities and abilities because we all have our own giftings and strengths and weaknesses so those are some definitive things that we teach them no question right these are black and white okay these are just expected things that uh, grown-ups should have to know when they leave the nest at 18 to whatever age they leave the nest uh, but then there's those places that we question things like how how do we help them deal with their feelings what feelings are okay what feelings are not okay how do you react to those things uh they, and then the, you know they're the really broad things that think about they're actually the core of what everything we do but you've got your beliefs your morals and your ethics those are different for every family for the most part there's some similarities and but there's always variations and there's so much information out there in the world right now that tells us that it should be this way it should be that way if you're not doing this there's something wrong with you if you're doing this you are fantastic yay you but that's not always the truth so i'm going to assume that since you're listening to this podcast you're a believer in christ that's just my belief yeah, that's my my assumption okay maybe you're not and that's fine um, I do hope that at some point you come to see that Jesus is your best friend and uh, wants to be with you in every day but I'm just going to assume that you are a believer in Christ and a follower of Christ so going from that perspective if you believe that have you been working on instilling that in your children have you trained them to believe that as well as the truth? Or are you leaving it up to them to decide for themselves? Now, understand, everybody has to make that decision themselves. Absolutely, no matter what. You, it's not a brainwashing thing. I'm not talking about brainwashing here. No, because everybody comes to a point in their life where they really do have to decide, do I believe in Christ? And... A lot of people actually have to make that decision more than once because we struggle with real life every day we struggle with problems we struggle with pain we struggle with real world everyday stuff that is going to challenge us challenge our beliefs but do you raise your kids to understand the Bible do you raise your kids to understand who Jesus is and why he came down to earth and why he had to ascend to heaven again to come back one day in the future do you raise them to understand who the holy spirit is and what his job is and what his place in our lives is do they know who god is in his role in this world do they so if we have a belief that we are absolutely sure about and we live by it 
but we don't pass it on to our children. I want to ask you, why wouldn't you? If it's something that, that, that directs your steps, if it's something that causes you to make decisions in your life, and you absolutely truly believe it, why would you leave that to chance that your kids would have to figure that out in some way in the world at some point, possibly? Why wouldn't you give them that gift of wisdom that you have? You were meant to raise them, right? You're meant to educate them, to protect them and to love them. If we have something in us that we live by, And we have had experience that tells us that this is the way, this is the truth, and this is the life. This is the reason for these things. What a gift that is. It's not a burden. It's not brainwashing. No, 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 no. It's not brainwashing. I used to think it was growing up. I was, I love my mom and dad and they are amazing. And God bless my mom. She, she raised I don't know how she raised me and survived because I was tenacious to say the least. And mom, if you're listening, I love you. And I am still apologizing for age 13. I'm sorry. And I thank you for all the struggles and all the joys and all the, the, the fond memories. Those are, we, I have some things that I can't even begin to thank you for. So mom, I appreciate you and I thank you and look where I am now. You know, you, you done good. All right. <laughs> so I'm not disparaging my parents in any way. And they're certainly not the only ones who do this, but they both believe in God. I don't know where they stand in their relationship with Jesus, but they both believe in God. Most of my family believed in God growing up that I know of. I've been to church many times with many different family members as a kid. But nothing was ever drilled into me that was the truth. No one way was absolute in my childhood. They left it up to me to decide. And again, not judging my parents. That's not my place. Mm -mm, I don't want that job. And so please understand that I know parenting is hard because I'm a parent myself. And so I know they did the best that they could with what they knew how to do. And the the society that they were growing up in, oh, that, excuse me, that they were raising me in, in the eighties was, um, you know, free to be you and me kind of a, a, an era for parenting and Dr. Spock parenting. So they left it up to me to just to, to search out and discover what was true and what was for me. And a lot of times in my childhood, I remember distinctly having the um, the wish that they had at least taught me things from the Bible, that they at least had get, or whatever. Honestly, there was times where I was like, I don't really care what religion they raised me in. I just wish they had raised me in something so that I had a basis. I had somewhere to start so that I could go from where I started, evaluate what I knew and understood and figure out from there what was the truth. So I I guess I just felt like there was a lot missing there. And that's okay because here I am today and I have my faith and it's very strong and it was um, certainly fought for by Jesus. He didn't let me go. He followed me and he chased me. And I'm so thankful, so thankful to him for never letting me go out of his sight. 
and obviously he knew that at some point I was coming to him, but what a long road it felt like. I mean, it was about 25 years and I realize some people take even longer than that, but 25 years of so much insecurity and uncertainty and searching. I think I searched out nearly every religion that wasn't evil or well, excuse me, let me rephrase that because um, I have a better understanding of what the word evil means now, but I wasn't, I never, I never like sought out satanic or anything like, or really dark religions of any kind, but I searched through so many kinds of different Protestant religions, Catholicism, Buddhism, atheism. Um, for a really long time, we simply just said, I'm agnostic. I doubt everything. I will not commit to something. I believe there's something, but I don't know what it is. So now I guess I can look out and it was kind of like a cop out for me, but it was, it really defined where I was most of my, my teenagehood and my early twenties is that I just, I always knew there was something, but I didn't know what it was. And I didn't have anybody who could explain it to me. And I had all these questions that just never got answered and so uh, I shouldn't say, well, at this point, it's not never, but back then, it just, nobody could answer my questions. And I didn't really know how to ask them either because they didn't have a basis of knowledge. So that's my childhood as far as um, part of my, my testimony for my search for faith. I searched it out. I really, I, I dug deep and asked questions and did all the things, but I was left it on my own in that area. And I felt alone and I felt abandoned and I felt uninformed and I didn't know where to start because I was just a kid. Kids don't start with information. That's our job, right? We are, we are meant to give them the information. So if there's something that you are absolutely passionate about and you 100% with all your being believe it is true, Give that gift to your kids. Don't leave it to chance that they just might maybe come across it someday on their own. No, give them that starting line. Equip them, help them, inform them, educate them, teach them. It's not brainwashing, so don't be afraid. That's the enemy telling you that you're screwing up your kid because you're brainwashing them. Don't believe him. He's a liar. He wants you to fail. He wants your kids to fail. He doesn't want them to know God because you know what happens when they know God and they learn about Jesus and they find out that Jesus is their savior and they say yes to him. You know what happens? Satan loses yet again. Spoiler alert, he loses in the end anyway. He just hasn't figured that out yet. I think he's he's on a, a a a mission to get as many souls away from God as possible before Jesus comes back because he knows that even though Jesus wins he's taken as many down with him as possible. How sad is that? Do you know I mean I know people like that who are just so rotten and so negative and so like the you know the term Debbie Downers no offense to anyone named Debbie out there but they're just oh, they're so Blah. <laughs> and they're going to take 
everybody down with them in the room. They will suck the fun and the joy out of anything they can because they don't want to be alone in their misery. Don't let them do that either. <laughs> but don't let Satan take you down. You're not brainwashing your kids when you trust Jesus to raise them up with you in the way they should go. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth and he's the life. Let them know who he is. Pass that on to them. Read the Bible with them every day. Talk about it. Ask them questions. Let them ask you questions. And if you don't know the answer, it's okay. We are not born completely knowledgeable, are we? No, we come out of the womb and we're like, oh, this is new. <laughs> Everything we have is new to us at some point. So at some point we had to learn it. And why put your kids on the long path when they have the shortcut to you, through you, to Jesus? Give them that shortcut. Give them that edge. Give them that strength so that their roots and their faith can begin to grow. Because the deeper their roots are, the less they can be knocked over from the wind of this world. Give them the roots. Continue to water and feed those roots. Strengthen their faith. Let them ask questions and search out the answers together. Because I, I, when I was a new Christian, I taught Sunday school. I wasn't that knowledgeable, but I, I could read the stories and I could talk to them and I could hear their questions. And guess what? Guess who learned more? on the Sundays that I taught Sunday school than anybody else. Me, me, I learned the most because I studied, I spent time in the word and God showed me the truth every time. It was amazing. And so <laughs> I love teaching Sunday school because I learned something. So if you have the truth in you, if you know what's right, give that gift to your kids grow their roots. Your roots will deepen too. I promise you this. Nothing returns void in the truth. So go ahead. If you need help, get a great Bible study. Work on it together. You should have something for yourself too. Get some journals, get some coloring pages, just anything that's going to help. There's plenty out there. In fact, I started a subscription box and uh, May 1st is actually the first uh, shipping date. And uh, because for me, I, I like to have my coffee with my Jesus in the morning. <laughs> I do. And so I thought, wow, God, oh, actually, it wasn't even me. I was in a training and God's like, you know what? You love coffee and Jesus together so much. You should share that with the world. I want you to put a box together for that. That's going to be your next business. And I'm thinking, really? I already have this going. He's like, no, no, you could do this too. Get the word to people. Help people study the Bible. So I said, all right. So that's where coffee, the Coffee with Jesus subscription box came from. So uh, if you're interested, check it out at coffeewithjesusbox.com. You can actually access this podcast from there too. And I also have a weekly email that goes out on Tuesdays. That's starting up this week called Take Heart Tuesdays. And it's just another encouragement during the week to remind you that God loves you and you are not alone in this world. So check it out at coffeewithjesusbox.com. If you got something out of this wonderful podcast, I mean, this was, these were not my words. I, I actually don't have any notes in front of me, friends. 
Usually I have pages of notes when I do this, but he's like, no, I just want you to speak. I want you to speak from the heart. I'm going to give you the words. And my friends, I think he did. Uh, again, I learned something, so I know these were not just my words. But if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review it and share it with people. Share it with others. Say, hey, I really like this podcast. Maybe you would too. I would love it if you got it out there. I would love for people to to join us on this adventure and see where God brings us. Have an amazing week. I'm going to close this out in prayer, and we're going to go forth for our week. Heavenly Father, thank you for never abandoning us, but always being by our side. Thank you for the truth of your word that grows roots in our souls so that the enemy cannot easily knock us over. He might make us lean a little bit to and fro sometimes, but once we stand strong in our roots, Lord, I thank you that you have given us the truth to stand in, to fight against the enemy, and thank you that we can pass that on to our children as you have called us out to do in Deuteronomy 6. Let us raise them up in the way that they should go, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. Thank you, Lord, for our children, our beautiful, beautiful children who are like mirrors to our souls. Thank you for refining us through our uh, our, parenting, our parenting, our imperfect parenting journey, and thank you for partnering with each and every one of us on that journey. How you do that, I may never understand, but it is a beautiful thing, hard as it may be some days. The joyous days outweigh those by a million. In Jesus' precious name, I pray and lift all these up to you. Amen. Have an amazing week, you guys, and I'll talk to you next week. The warm weather is afoot, so you might be in the car for more adventures coming up. Here are some suggestions for keeping the kids busy in the car when you're traveling to and fro. Depending on the kids' ages, of course, they will vary on what you put in your car traveling survival kit. But my van has some pockets in the seats, and so I also have a little bin that I put in the middle of the car seats. And it's usually filled with things like coloring pages, coloring materials like markers and crayons. And well, my kids don't use crayons that much anymore because they're older, but uh, colored pencils and a sharpener. Also, travel games. The, the company Smart Games makes a lot of cute little travel games. We have one with a, um, a rabbit, and you have to set up the holes and get them to the holes. It's, like a, it's a puzzle. And then we have one with um, some ghost tiles that we have to shine the light on the ghosts. I forget what these are called, but we have some of these. We keep cards in there, and just we, we just keep sketchbooks in there and pencils, too, so the kids can draw whatever they want or play tic-tac-toe. I spy license plate game. If you've not heard of that, you can look that up. But put together now's a good time to put together that car travel survival kit. Uh, don't forget to throw in some sunscreen and bug spray in the car, too, for those impromptu beach days or hiking trips, too, so that you're ready to go. All right, guys, have fun traveling with the kiddos and getting outside and enjoying this beautiful weather we're about to have. Are you looking for an all-in-one activity that you can just pull out, put down on the table, and let your kids have some fun? Well, I have got the solution for you. At whatstheoccasion.club, we provide everything the kids need to make and mail sweet 
handmade cards to friends and family. There's enough in there to make five cards and there's actually an extra one in there just in case of mistakes or maybe to make one for the neighbor or someone that you know that you don't have to mail but there's even postage included. Five postage stamps are included so all they need to do is open up the box and get creative. Not sure what to make? We have a YouTube channel with ideas to inspire. Check out our Facebook page as well for things other people have made with that box. It's a monthly subscription that's delivered right to your door. It's affordable and convenient. All you need to add are scissors and a list of people to mail to. Check it out at whatstheoccasion.club. Come join the mission of spreading love one handmade card at a time. Thanks for joining us at whatstheoccasion.club. It's barbecue season. Our grill died last year, so we went all winter without a grill, which is not a big deal here in New England because, well, it's snowy and no one wants to cook outside. But now that we've got the nice weather coming, I decided to uh, surprise my husband saying, we're going to get a grill now. So I got to give him the gift of choice this year, and he picked out a new grill. He just actually curing it today so that we can start using it but i wanted to share what i put in my burgers and it's very simple but uh my my youngest who is my pickier child right now she's going through that phase and hopefully she'll be out of that soon her taste buds are expanding a little bit and she's exploring a little bit of new food here and there this is what I put in my burgers, my ground beef. So I like to get the grass-fed ground beef. I feel like for me, it's the healthiest and I really like it. And um, organic's great, but if I don't, if I can't get the organic because the prices are way out there, like nine bucks a pound, then I'll just go with the regular grass-fed ground beef. And um, I put salt and pepper, just you know, a little bit of salt and pepper in there. I'll throw in a couple splashes of Worcestershire sauce. Yes, that's how you say it, Worcestershire. And I also throw in some ground kale, dried ground kale, because anywhere I can get greens into our bodies, I do. Yeah, I think I mentioned ground, dried ground kale last episode or the one before that, perhaps. But yeah, I throw a little handful of that in there and uh, probably about two to three tablespoons, not more than that. Otherwise, it gets weird and you can it that's all you can taste. But if you just throw a little bit in there, you can't even taste it, especially with the Worcestershire sauce in there. But that's all I put in there. I throw it all in the mixer and I let my mixer, mixer do the mixing thoroughly. And here's what, how I make my patties. Are you ready? I don't have a patty maker uh, and I don't trust myself to make them flat and round enough in order for them to not end up like these little wads of beef in the middle of this giant bun. I take the lids of the yogurt, the quart size yogurt containers, those plastic tubs of yogurt that you can get from Stonyfield or even the generic ones from the store. I keep, I keep the lids and all you need is two lids. And I take a quarter pound of beef. I put it in like a little pile in the middle. I, I squish it together. I don't just leave it like all uh, broken up. I put it in the middle and I just squish them until they reach the edges, make sure it's nice and, and flat. I pull it out and it always comes out the perfect size burger for the buns. Yeah. So there is your recipe for the week. Go forth and barbecue and have fun. Yes. Oh, and a great seasoning for 
um, your burgers or your ribs or whatever you're grilling, check out Glenn's Blends. They have some amazing blends out there. Go to glensblends.com. I'll leave the link in the show notes down below and check out what they've got. It's some good stuff. Happy barbecuing, everybody. I'm so glad it's spring. <laughs>